The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues or in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can be seated. We are forgetful by nature. So, tonight, I have the somewhat unfortunate task of reminding you that one day you will die. Sorry about that. We have a tendency in our culture to smooth the edges of our experience of death. But this is understandable. We may prefer the term celebration of life to funeral. We may say phrases like, she's in a better place now, when we're not sure what to say to a friend in mourning. We read books about plant-based diets called How Not to Die, We do what we can, consciously and unconsciously, to downplay the pain of death. But if you've experienced it, you know that death is very real. I'm sure I don't have to tell you. As songwriter Phil Elverham wrote after his wife died of inoperable pancreatic cancer, death is real. Someone's there and then they're not. It's not for singing about. It's not for making into art. When real death enters the house, all poetry is dumb. When I look, when I walk into the room where you were and look into the emptiness instead, all fails. My knees fail, my brain fails, words fail. Elvram wrote and recorded that album in his bedroom at night, whispering into the microphone so that his sleeping daughter wouldn't hear him singing about her mother and crying. 
That's real death. The words, she's in a better place now, don't change that pain of someone being there and then not being there. This is what Ash Wednesday is about. Remembering our death and leaving space for lamentations. The scripture that we just read from Matthew of Jesus teaching his disciples about the proper way to practice piety is an interesting one to hear on a day when we publicly express our lamentation by drawing ashes on our foreheads for all the world to see. Some might say that this tradition is exactly what Jesus says we ought not to do, showing off piety. But what I like about this practice is that it is just another reminder of our utter forgetfulness. The ashes, of course, are on our foreheads, where we can't see them. We may feel a bit smug, having gone to church on a Wednesday, but in just a few minutes, we forget that those ashes are there. Later today, you will look into the bathroom mirror and gasp, having forgotten the smudge of the cross on your skin. Another thing we are likely to forget is our Lenten resolutions. Due to the nature of lamentations and fasting that is characteristic of Lent, many people will pick something to give up for the next 40 days to practice the tradition of fasting and self-denial and to start a healthier habit. But what Jesus teaches us in this passage in Matthew is that even in doing good things, like creating healthy habits, we sin. To be human is to long for acceptance. But when our drive to do good is in being seen by God or others, our motivations are no longer purely out of love, but instead out of a desire for approval. The truth is, we can talk about motivations behind doing good things all day long. We can wonder how we are doing, if we are acting in the purity of charity or hoping for some sort of pat on the back for our good works. This moral dilemma could go on for the rest of our lives. But as soon as we begin to wonder how pure our motivation for good works may be, we are becoming, once again, self-obsessed. This is the cycle of self-interest, of sin, that we just can't break. But one day, our hearts will stop beating. Our lungs will stop filling with air. Our minds will stop racing with thoughts of whether we are good enough, pure enough, generous enough. Today, we are reminded again that we are human, fallible and mortal. We are reminded that someone else is God, not us. And that someone knows our weakness and gives us the acceptance and approval that we long for, even when we forget. God, being omniscient, forgets nothing. But he did choose to forget once. In Isaiah, we read that God remembers our sins no more. How is this possible, you ask? 
God being both omniscient and forgetful? As theologian and priest Robert Capon says, that is the forgetfulness of the dead human mind of Christ. Jesus lay in the tomb in stone-cold, utter, genuine, human death from sundown on Friday until sometime before dawn on Sunday. God forgets our sin through his very own death. Eventually, our bodies will give up their job of keeping us alive. Our moral dilemmas and self-justifications will be cut short. As it turns out, giving up is the one and only thing we must do for God to do his very unexpected miracle. Eventually, we will all die. But thank God, there is resurrection for the dead. As St. Paul writes to the Romans, for if we have been united with Christ in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. This is the good news of Ash Wednesday. For now, we forget our death and we forget our resurrection. They will still happen. Thankfully, God forgets just one thing, our sin, through Jesus' own death. In a few minutes, ashes will be drawn on your forehead in the shape of a cross. Ashes and a cross, death and hope, an end and a beginning. A much-needed reminder that we will one day follow Jesus himself into death, and then finally, out of it. Amen. Amen.